Welcome to this Word on Wednesday podcast for July 28. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. The news today is that just under 200 million people throughout the world have been infected with COVID-19, and over 4 million people have died. Yet in the midst of this pandemic, some who claim to be Christian insist that God will look after them. They don't need to wear a mask, let alone be vaccinated. Rightly we pray for ourselves and for the millions whose health and welfare is at stake, and for the millions who grieve. What expectations can we have when we pray? In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, we read one of the rich prayers of the Bible. Paul the Apostle begins, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. While Genesis chapter 1 says that God created all men and women in His image, the Bible reveals a special relationship between God and those who turn to Him. Paul is taking up what Jesus says to His people. We can call God Father. It's an extraordinary privilege. There's no higher honour God could give any of us. It means that we stand in a very special relationship with the Supreme Lord who transcends space and time. Significantly in his prayer, Paul prays that we might increasingly experience this reality in our lives. We can identify three great expectations. First, inner strength. I pray that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through His Spirit. The work of the Spirit goes to the heart of our being. Despite what cosmetologists want us to think, the truth is that our physical bodies are wasting away. The time will come when as far as our physical body is concerned, there's little hope for the future. But Paul wants us to understand it's not all downhill. If God is at work in our lives, changes for the better to our inner being can occur. It's here we see the countercultural way God works as opposed to the way that the world expects Him to work. The world expects God to work with great displays of power. Tempted to think this way too, we might say that God's power is to be expressed in self-confidence, self-assertion and success. There's no need to wear a mask or be vaccinated. However, Paul is praying that the Holy Spirit will strengthen our appetite for God. He prays that in the riches of His glory, the Spirit will so strengthen our relationship with the Lord that our confidence in and loyalty to Him will grow. We see evidence of this power at work when God's people cope with life's stresses and pressures, with serenity, wisdom and grace. And so we read on to a second point, transformation, in verse 17. Paul says, That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. This is the only place in the whole of the Bible that speaks about Christ dwelling in our hearts. Dwell means settle down, or putting down roots. Using mixed metaphors, Paul prays that God's people will be well-rooted trees with standing droughts and well-built houses that can withstand hurricanes. 
there will be many things in us with which Jesus Christ will not be comfortable. Repairs and renovation are needed in our lives. And anyone who has done house renovation and repairs knows it takes longer and costs more than originally expected. Knowing that this kind of life-changing transformation is what God wants, and knowing that it requires God's power at work in our lives, Paul prays that God will do what is necessary to make our lives a fit home for his Son. Now these changes can hurt, for the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God as a scalpel to cut through to our thoughts, words and actions. For as we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, God is committed to change us into the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ, from one degree of glory to another. And to follow this through, it means having a neighbour love, that with the COVID-19 pandemic, we will want to be vaccinated, and as needed, wear a mask. So thirdly, grounded in Christ's love. In verses 18 and 19, we read that Paul prays that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Early in the 19th century, Napoleon's army opened prisons used in the Spanish Inquisition they discovered the remains of a prisoner in a deep underground dungeon. The prisoner had suffered a grim death, but he had left a witness. On the wall a cross had been sketched and words written on it at each corner. At the top of the cross was the word height, at the bottom depth, on one side length and on the other breadth. In his great suffering, this man had known and felt God's love. I pray, says St. Paul, that with all of God's people you experience the power of God's love in your hearts, and knowing that experience, the fullness of joy with the transcendent Lord in your life. And Paul concludes with a benediction. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations for ever and ever. Amen. Paul's words here startle and encourage us. Our thoughts and imaginations are lifted beyond time and space to the Lord himself. Significantly, the focus of God's powerful work is amongst and through His people, the Church. To return to our expectations in prayer, too often we forget God's awesome cosmic purposes. We focus too much on ourselves. Maybe we are content to swim in the shallows of the faith rather than in the deep, crystal-clear waters of God's love. For it's in His love for us that God has far greater expectations for us than we can even begin to imagine. So let me pray. Almighty God, who taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit, 
so enable us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and always to rejoice in His holy comfort, through the merits of Christ Jesus our Saviour, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And a prayer for this week. Raise up your great power, Lord, and come amongst us to save us, so that, although through our sins we are grievously hindered in running the race that is set before us, your plentiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us through the sufficiency of your Son, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honour and glory, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you, and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and Catherine Jacob, a minister for women's ministry at the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama. The concluding music is from the cathedral. Prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978. The opening music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney. And the hymn, Come Down, O Love Divine, is sung by the Chamber Choir of St Andrew's Cathedral under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.